0: Happy Tuesday, and welcome in to another episode of Locked On Baylor, alongside me, Jackson Posey from Inside the Bears. I'm Cam Stewart from Inside the Bears, and Jackson, let me be the first to say.
1: You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Fox. Our national champions.
1: You know, Cam, I've Glory, been to
0: a- glory to all not TCU.
1: I've been to a lot of state fairs in my day. And you know what I think surpasses all of them is fried horned frog on a stick. <laughs> it tastes fantastic.
0: Wow. Big news, obviously, is that Baylor misses out on the Transitive Property National Championship. Which... If I'm not mistaken, you know every score of every game ever. I think it would have been their first since 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Although last year, I think Ole Miss did beat Alabama. Is that right? Uh correct. And did Alabama beat Georgia in the regular season? Oh no, they beat him in the big they beat him in the SEC championship. Yes. Yep. So really could have been back to back. Could have been back to back transitive property absolutely. national champions. And that's 2016 what that... was a wild one, by the way. A wild one. Baylor beat Oklahoma State. Who beat Pitt, who beat
1: Clemson? Mm. That's just a wild mismatch of the schedules. Anyway. And this is exactly what the listeners want to hear. Exactly. Yes. Be- I mean, the
0: people remember it. The people remember it. That was another year we were six and six in the regular season, won the national championship by transfer property. Okay, Jackson. <clears throat> Georgia. <laughs> just Georgia plays football. Just steamrolled. Steamrolled. The school formerly known as Texas Christian University to the point where it al- almost wasn't even funny. I mean, actually, I'll admit by the end, by the time they put their 60th point on TCU in the national championship, I wasn't even laughing anymore. I was like, all right, boys, this is this is enough. We've had about enough here. Um, I just want to know you're a fairly new Baylor fan. You saw what this rivalry with TCU is all about. You saw one of the most heartbreaking ones firsthand this year. What was it like for you watching the game as a Baylor fan? What was your rooting interest like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was a little conflicted at first, right? Because, um, uh, you know, unfortunately, my family's all Aggies, right? And so I didn't grow up watching Baylor. And so I had no real context <laughs> for Baylor TCU. And so I'm like, oh, you know, it's, it's good for the Big 12 if TCU wins. So I, I feel like I should sort of... Be a little partial, um, and then I was also like, "Well, it would feel really good for them to just get completely smoked in this game." Can you so.
0: I, before you go any further? Can you back up your point of rooting for the Big Twelve? Because I see that I've seen that a lot the last two weeks with the playoffs. I see it sometimes in other conferences that aren't the SEC. Explain to me why you root for the Big Twelve because you're obviously not alone in this.
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, um, there is the idea of like, hey, if one of us succeeds, all of us succeed, right? When the SEC goes to the National Football Championship in 18 out of 19 seasons, that's good for Ole Miss. That's good for Arkansas, even though- Is they... it though,
0: like, is it good for Missouri? I think it is. That Georgia think... won the National <laughs> Championship. I mean, that's a bad example because Missouri played them <laughs> close. Is it good
1: for Vanderbilt or well, most of that. your South Carolina? Think about it this way, right? Iowa State benefits from how good the Big 12 is in basketball. Right? You don't get that yeah. giant built if the Big 12 is the Pac-12.
0: I just I think the Big 12 basketball example is tough because it's so like the teams are just good. Like I don't think anyone's coming here, coming to going to Iowa State or playing for Jerome Tang at Kansas State because Baylor won the national championship two years ago. I I I don't think it's the case. Football, a little bit different. I'll give you that. But I just – I don't get so many people were like, yes, Big 12. Big 12, we got to. And I'm like, dude, they're not going to – they, the royal they being the major media market, specifically ESPN, they're never going to give a crap about the Big 12. They're just not. Maybe a little bit more TCU won this game last night. I will say
1: ESPN does have Big 12 rights now, though,
0: so I think that's going to (laughs) change. Yeah, maybe that's true. But like they are always in the in the quote unquote mainstream media with college football is always going to be on the bandwagon. Doesn't
1: want you to see of,
0: of the SEC, <laughs> and honestly, they probably should be. Like this was this was an absolute advertisement for the SEC. I I say I don't want to get too bogged down in the conferences, but. This was every stereotype you heard, bigger, faster, stronger, The Drake told Holy Trinity, who, by the way, was at the game last night. That's why I am recording this with Jackson. Uh, they, they just were. And you saw it at the beginning of the game, like first time Georgia had the ball. I was like, these guys are getting the outside. And, like, TC, you can't keep up with them. You can't keep up with them. You can have Kaz Kazadi all you want. But, like, they're not fast enough, and then they're not quite strong enough. And they just I mean George just bullied them the whole game. Uh, great to watch. Did you get satisfaction watching it?
1: Yeah, by the end, it was definitely a little like, oh, this is just it was this, a little old this, yellery. It was a little this is old not, it's not. yeah, exactly. Like you're just watching uh this, this little bad, frog man. get shot over. You're like, he died like three quarters ago. Like please, just leave him Ugh. alone. It was but, it was
0: satisfying at the beginning. So it was. <laughs> So did, going you feel, in... did you feel TCU was in the
1: game at 10-7 when they cut it back? They had a nice drive, oh, no. really
0: one big play, but still,
1: because I think by by that point in the game, you saw that there was something off about Max Duggan, and I don't know if it was an injury, I don't know if it was the moment, whatever, but like he clearly was not himself throwing the ball, and they needed a perfect game terrific Max Duggan work. to make it close. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know if you knew this. Do you know what the going into this game what the largest blowout in a championship game was
0: uh was it that USC OU one? Yes. 21 or 20 something? I believe,
1: I believe that one was 36. And then in the CFP era it was 28 points which happened twice. This game yes, Clemson was blew out Alabama in one of them. 58 yeah. points. You're more than doubling the previous record. Like this, this was dominant. This was bigger than the LSU Purdue bowl game, right? So of all of the last, the national championship game was the worst. And this Georgia team is worse than last year's Georgia team. That's just incredible.
0: I'm still like, I mean, peek behind the curtain. I know some people still don't know this, but we are recording this the night before this premieres. We are doing it. Moments after the National Championship Trophy celebration, I'm still in awe of it. Like, genuinely. I thought Georgia was considerably better than TCU. I thought Michigan was a better team than TCU. Um, Not by that much. Uh, You know, I I thought Georgia was probably good, honestly, on their best day, three touchdowns better than TCU. They were almost 10 touchdowns better than TCU. (laughs) Oh, man. And think of the think of the fans, Jackson. I just, oh, I thought of it when it was like fifty nine to seven. They're kicking an extra point. The, the TCU fans are behind the goalpost. And I'm like, those kids.
1: <laughs> and, you know, they paid,
0: they paid two grand just to sit there and then fly to L.A. on a week's
1: notice at best. Spend that a couple cool nights in L.A. That's... including noted TCU fan, Drake C. Toll. Yes. He probably was in his TCU Jersey.
0: Feel bad for him. Feel actually, you know what? I should make a tweet about that. You guys are going to listen be listening to this on Tuesday. You're going to be like, wow, that was a great tweet from camp Stewart last night. And you're literally seeing me tweet it right now.
1: Oh, you know, I just dream about what a tweet. moment. This is, I'll probably just have it on replay tonight.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I got to find this picture. I got to find this picture. Here it is. It's great. Um <laughs> so I think I think
1: one of the things uh break
0: toll at this game. How do you feel about that while I'm doing this? This is a great aside.
1: Oh yeah. This is this is good content to listen to you come up with a tweet. Um yeah, I I mean you can root for whoever you want to, but I'm not I, 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 it's sus, man. I'm not I, told up them game I told him as much. I told him as much today.
0: Man. That's a little sus.
1: Yeah, it's 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 you got rough. some good seats. Um
0: anyway, I, Jackson. This is this is an overbearing question. In the next segment, we are going to talk about if this may be benefits Baylor in the long run. But first and foremost, because we're going to hear it all day today, don't turn on ESPN. I ask you this simple question, Jackson. Did TCU deserve to be there?
1: Uh, well, it it's That's a loaded question, because what do you mean by deserve? Right? Just asking your opinion. So I think they deserved to be the three seed. Um, just purely based on their record. But this is the reason why we can't, like, that this is sense. the reason why a larger playoff is going to be more effective at choosing teams to play in the championship game. Which
0: right. which we say now is like, at the end of the day, that's fine, right? It is going to be SEC versus SEC a lot. A lot. And throw in your Ohio State's Throw in your Clemsons. It, I mean, we were basically getting that anyway, but you know, every five years, you're going to get a team like a TCU or like what a Baylor was last year or a Utah that kind of mm-hmm. sneaks in. Michigan State would have been last year um, that sneaks in and gets some good matchups and gets the championship game. And, I mean, once you're there, that's just one game. I mean, so I I just, I I can't even stand it. I mean, we already saw it some during the game of how TCU shouldn't have been there. Where was Alabama? Sorry, dude, you lost two games. You lost two games. I know that might be a little harsh. That's still a good season. And you did it to the SEC and you lost to Tennessee and
1: the other
0: one, LSU. But like, you did, and TCU, for the first 12 weeks of the season, be everyone ahead of them, uh, lose a heartbreaker in a championship game, but their resume was better than the other teams that were. Now, if you want to argue Alabama over Ohio State, yeah, listen to that. I'm listening to that, even after what Ohio State did against Georgia, almost beat them. Uh, I'm here to listen to
1: that. But of course they would, are thinking. I would honestly you know, rather listen to Tennessee over Alabama versus Tennessee, Ohio City, man. Tennessee was talented.
0: No if Hendon Hooker doesn't get hurt, man. That's a team that's right there. But I think that all goes back to the respect thing. Do they respect the Big 12? I don't know how much this changes it. I really don't. I, I get it. The only other Big 12 team that I'd gone in was Oklahoma. But it's the small things. If you look back at 2019, Baylor's a shoestring tackle away from beating Oklahoma in that game. And they are in the playoff. They are in the playoff unequivocally. And so, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's a, almost a coin flip away from being another team from the big 12 that was in the playoff. You just have to, you have to win the games in front of you. And nine times out of 10, you have to win the conference championship with this year being the one exception. Like, I I just, I can't stand that we're going to have to hear that for so long
1: anyway Jackson you know what the spread was on this game it was Georgia minus 14 and which is a lot and and 77 percent of betters picked TCU 77 on
0: that I might have done that and you know and you know where a lot of those betters are coming from because they were smart and they were informed clearly that 23 percent they came from bet online okay It's the easiest way to get into very legal sports gambling. It gives you the tips. I use it because I'm a dummy. Like genuinely, you guys hear me chat about sports all the time. You understand that I'm a dummy. Jackson uses it too, even though he's way smarter than me. Betonline.net. That is your number one source, best way to get started. And look, I'm always winning money, Jackson. You know why? Because BetOnline gives me some really good tips. (laughs) Gives me some really good tips. Talks me out of a lot of stuff. BetOnline.net, check that out. Official sponsor, one of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Jackson, back to it. We talked about this a little bit off the air. And it's another talking point we heard coming into this game about why people were rooting for the Big 12. And specifically TCU, because TCU as a school, as an institution of higher learning, and as an athletic department, is a lot like Baylor University. Almost freakishly so, actually. Very, very, very close to the same school. How does this... Actually, let's start with this. If TCU wins this game, they win the national championship. It's one of the great stories in college football, college athletics history. What does that do for Baylor? What is the trickle-down effect for Baylor? I think there's a... Very, Ideally, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, there's there's a very specific demographic of players I think that considers a school like TCU and Baylor. And if you're go you know, TCU wins a national championship, where do you think those players are gonna go? Right. One of them's looking yep. a lot more attractive than the other one after a six and seven season. And so Or
0: or even if Baylor's nine and three, to be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No
1: ma- no matter what Baylor had done in that season, is going to be like, oh, I want to go there. Um But now that – I I think at this point you're sort of looking at them as very similar brands still, right? Mm -hmm. Even after the down year for Baylor, you you heard on the uh, TV broadcast, unless you were fraternizing with Drake Toll on the TCU sidelines, that – oh, TCU might be the new class of the Big 12. And it's like- I like that
0: you brought up this point.
1: I like that you brought up this point. Well, so I feel it like, like the, I heard this before, what?
0: and I heard it very recently, okay? Very recently, as in like the waning minutes of a football game on January yeah. 1st of last year. We heard the same stuff, and I bought into it hook, line, and sinker. I thought we had good reason to buy into it, that Baylor was going to be the next one, because Texas and OU are leaving the conference. The new Big 12, it's competitive, it's good, it's scrappy, but, like it's open to have to have a new powerhouse. And look at Baylor. look at the stability they've got. and they've they've now had this success on the big stage. And the recruits that they're bringing in, this is a brand. this is this is the time to be at Baylor. Look at the whole athletic department. And now, <laughs> a year later, we hear the same thing about TCU. And again, not not totally unwarranted. I think that's just a a step too far. You know, it's okay. To laud them for their success, they absolutely deserved it. They're hot as an athletic department right now. They got a top fifteen basketball team. Um, actually, I think they're just outside of fifteen, but still, good basketball program too. Always good baseball. Like that. That we're going to hear that this whole off season. TCU, TCU, but just beware, guys. See, look at what happened to Baylor this year, <laughs> because TCU is losing a lot, a lot. I get it. Every team with the transfer portal loses a ton. They are losing almost the whole 22 Um, experienced guys. Guys who had played between four and six years in this program are leaving. So just just be careful here. That was a long aside. Jackson, if you want to go and finish your point, go right ahead. Just be careful your expectations about TCU coming from some people who have seen the negative side of that very recently.
1: Yeah, there's I think people are uncomfortable with the idea of a power vacuum in a power five conference. Um, the SEC has had Alabama for years. The ACC had Florida State and then they've had Clemson for years. The Big Ten has had Ohio State and now kind of Michigan for years. The Pac-12 has had Oregon for years, right? Like this is an and Oklahoma in the Big 12. Every conference has had this one cornerstone bedrock blue blood type program that has anchored the conference and the big 12 once ut and ou leave they don't have that right and in football right I don't at think. least on the field they don't have that right now yep. and so i i would be wary of you know the first person who's like oh it's definitely going to be D- iowa state i don't know right you could throw out any name and be like mm-hmm. oh BYU yep. clearly is going to be the class and it's like they might be but right now it's very level playing field and when you look at oh, uh Sorry, TCU's resume so far this year, they were 6-1 and one in one-score games. And if you increase that to games that were within 10 points, they're 9-1, and one, right? The only mm. games they won by more than 10 points were against an FCS team, Tarleton State, Colorado, who was maybe the worst team in all of FBS football this year. Power 5 anyway, yeah. Yeah, Iowa State, who missed a bowl game. And OU, who finished the year six and seven. Sucked. Yeah, record, right? TCU did not dominate in a single game that mattered this year. Aside from arguably OU, like at that point, people would have been like, oh, that mattered. It ultimately yeah. didn't matter. And they lost the Big 12. It 12- all came together.
0: It all came together. Yeah, not that and- not that there's anything wrong with that, but it just all, it, it came together. And we've seen that happen to Baylor twice now in the last three years. So – I that's what this big 12 is this new big 12 is. And I know it sounds basic because you're just taking away the blue bloods, but it's just a bunch of programs that are like that, that every couple of years, it is just going to all break your way. You're going to have the right senior class. um, You're going to have the right home games versus road games. Um, You know, it's just, it's just going to come together. It happened in 2019 with Baylor. We didn't think it happened in 2021. We thought that was the start of something, but it's probably what happened in 2021. Uh it, it you know it's gonna happen with tech soon. I guarantee it. Happened with tech 15 years ago. No wait. Uh it's gonna happen to BYU. It's gonna happen to Cincinnati like it happened last year with Cincinnati. Happen that's to just to what this, UCF. Yes, yes. Those national champions from UCF. That's just what it's that's just what it's gonna be and i think that the good word is uncomfortable like no college football fan or especially analyst doesn't want to be like that's the team in this conference that's the team this conference hangs their hat on sorry y'all it's not going to be like that oklahoma state had it last year and they didn't even win the conference championship you know i mean that's just what it's going to be and so so do you think that changes if tcu wins that game last night and has that story and has that trophy and has the brand do you think that changes
1: i think in the short term it changes um but i i would i would look at the big east in basketball is sort of a parallel here right you have a lot of uh smaller schools that aren't you know don't have the type of well OU i guess doesn't have any money right now but you know they don't have the type of money behind them yeah. as uh as a ut uh as a texas a&m as a school you know florida whoever you want to say right uh-huh. georgia And yet they're able to be very consistently competitive within their conference and fairly competitive outside their conference by leveraging age, by leveraging culture, right? And I think that's sort of the ideal of where the Big 12 is at, right? Maybe, you know, a couple times a decade, you can have a real national title contender. But to go back to your point, TCU, could they break, break out of that cycle? I don't think long term, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, what's the last private school that has been successful in football over a an extended period of time other than Notre Dame
0: uh, you, you know Stanford had a good five or six year run yeah Harbaugh and Shaw but I think I think Sta- the I mean Baylor hard, would be the other hard. one yeah Baylor would be the other one under Bryles I mean
1: uh, so it, not, it can I be done
0: yeah. I mean that was a good five-year stretch there where they had a Heisman Trophy winner two New Year's, six BCS bowls, two conference championships. I'd say that, I mean, that was just as good as Stanford's. I mean, Stanford just went to the Rose bowl instead. I mean, um, so yeah, I mean, it it can be done, but then you're looking back at not private, but small school in Boise state and you're playing in not a power five conference, TCU, not playing in a power five conference and they were in the mountain West. So yeah, I, it doesn't happen often and that's a good example big east basketball i think the difference there was those teams could feasibly quite plausibly win a national championship in basketball because basketball is a little different uh you, uconn did it a couple of times uh but i think that's a good point you know the back in the back in the heyday of the big east 10 years ago when you were like five years old um when you had Syracuse, Yukon, Villanova, Georgetown, uh a little bit of Georgetown. Those guys, that was a really good top to bottom conference. The conference tournament was awesome, and I think that's just what you're going to get from the new Big 12. And honestly, I'll have fun with that. I'll have fun with that. As, a Baylor, fan, as a, a Baylor fan, as a Baylor fan because you're not expecting a national championship, Big 12 championship is about as good as it's gonna get most years. TCU proves you can do a little bit better than that. But um I'm okay with that. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Is that is that something you're comfortable with? Being in a new Big 12 where where you might not be able to win a national championship.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I mean you'll it, always
0: have the you'll always have the chance with the expanded playoff, but you know what I mean? Like a realistic uh national championship
1: aspirations. But the the question ultimately is this, right? Can Baylor football ever win a national championship? And I it's think a
0: hard, maybe. And I would lean closer to no than I would to yes.
1: You like realistic- I mean, it can
0: happen. It can happen. They could have they could have a season like this
1: TCU season. They absolutely could. I don't I don't break even think- their way. And then and then it's a one game. But I mean, as you've seen with the one game, right, like you need a deep level of roster construction that's on a completely different level. I would look uh honestly to I mean, if- I mean, yeah, yes. let's say you're let's correct. Say you have- you're correct. But let's say. You know, you get in that
0: one game, you have the Heisman Trophy quarterback, their That's quarterback what I'm saying, right? gets hit in his nerve. Colt McCoy. Can't play. That could that, happen. That could happen.
1: I'm saying there's a lot of it. you if gotta there, get to the game. But that too. could happen. I know. I know TCU got to the game. Here's, here's what I would say, right? You need you need last year's Baylor team with RG3. And I don't know if Baylor's ever going to be able to have that. I don't think you can catch oh, lightning no. in a bottle with the whole roster and with the quarterback at the same time. I think you'll get one, but I don't think you can get both at a time.
0: You want to rattle some people right now? Is that what you want to do? Because I'm going to ask you a question that might rattle some people. Oh, no. Okay.
1: I'm big into hot text, This obviously. year's
0: This year's Georgia, who you said, and I would agree, is not quite as good as last year's Georgia. Roofs in the pudding, though. National champs. They play 2021 Baylor.
1: How close is that game? Definitely closer than this game because of the way that they win. Closer, but I think
0: Bay was probably just as inept offensively, for being honest. Oh, I yeah. Bay Baylor <laughs> scores <laughs> better seven, quarterback plays from TCU. Yeah. I mean, I just think like I saw some of these plays and I talked about it earlier. The speed on defense uh, for TCU was just like non existent tonight. That's what Baylor had. I mean, TCU hasn't had a dominant defense all season. Baylor had that, dude. They, like, they had some dudes. Any way you kind of wanted to dial it up, you couldn't really sc- score points on them. Uh, I mean, they faced all kinds of offenses last year. They were so disruptive. They were everywhere. They were rallying to the ball the way Georgia was defensively tonight. That's why I was like, that could have been like a 21-7, to 7, like the flip score that we saw in the Sugar Bowl. I could have saw that. Anyway, that's... That's totally moot. That's
1: totally I, I moot. do not think Baylor's beating <laughs> Georgia 21-7, but you can. No, they're not beating them. No, 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 Oh, okay. No, no,
0: no. I'm saying Georgia beats them 21-7, but,
1: like, they're
0: in that, you know.
1: I still think that's a little optimistic, but I it would. De- it... What else am they're I here fit. for? If I'm known for being that's one fair. thing as a that's Baylor fair. fan, it is optimistic. That is your thing. Optimistic. It worked against Bernie. It could work it again. Did. It did. It did. I I felt good
0: about that game, even 21-0. Anyway, that's – that's people don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Jackson, we're winding Damn. down on time here, I think. Uh, so I had asked you what that would have been like had TCU won the game. Any difference in your thinking now that TCU has lost that game in terms of the trickle-down effect for Baylor? Or just kind of I- the same?
1: Yeah, TCU, I think, definitely has the advantage at this point, um, especially considering the season that Baylor just had. But I don't think there's any I don't think it's significant. Right. In the sense that recruits who were watching that game, they're like, oh, the school I'm interested in is in the national. Oh, you know, like like I think it really brought back to earth that, you know, TC. I mean, they even showed that kick at the end of the TCU Baylor game, right, where Baylor's winning and then three seconds left, that kick goes up, which is really just a kick in the heart to us. Like caught that was astray. very absolutely impressive. caught astray. I didn't need that in my life, but I, it really showed, I think, Hey, this team that had a losing record was right there with TCU winning until the very end of the game. Right. And so, um, I just I think-,
0: think, I think honestly, like if it comes down to this, let's say a recruits watching that game and he's picking between TCU and LSU. SEC team that's good, right? Very good this year. Always has a chance to be in the mix because they're LSU. I don't think it matters if TCU wins or loses that game. I just call me the SEC bias guy if you want, but like I just think LSU is still a better option uh, in, in terms of what a recruit's thinking, in terms of stability, especially, even if TCU wins that game.
1: I think the. Difference... I picked
0: Baylor. I could have gotten into most SEC schools.
1: <laughs> I picked Baylor. I would hope you could get into 13 out of the 14 of them, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a notable exception.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: But most yeah. of the other ones I probably could. Anyway, so I, I, I tend to agree with you here. I mean, I think whatever effect would have come from TCU winning this game uh, in terms of the other. Uh, the other Big 12 schools, the small schools who never had the chance to get here from Hoosiers, um, that effect is still there by just them being there, by just them being there. And I was thinking about it all day today at work, about how much, how bitter I am, I was, because I was admittedly bitter that TCU was there, that TCU fans were like getting that that day today, getting that experience, you know? I hated that. It didn't sit well with me. The Sugar Bowl experience was awesome. It really was. But it's a totally different animal when you're going for a national championship. Totally different. They got to be in LA and just like party for a couple of days and go to bed thinking like we could win the national championship tomorrow. That's insane. That thought doesn't even cross my mind with Baylor football. I wish we were so close that it would. But it hasn't. So I'm still bitter. I'm still bitter. Honestly, I wouldn't have even minded if they kind of lost a heartbreaker too. Even though this is objectively funnier because I thought back to that 2019 Big 12 championship. You were a young lad. You were like seven and a half. Um, Baylor comes back against OU with Zeno in at quarterback. And that first touchdown he throws was like one of the great awesome sports moments of my life that didn't mean anything like nothing else in the world mattered. It was the most hype thing ever to that, to that point in my Baylor fandom, that was the best, like crazy singular moment. And they didn't even get that tonight. The TCU fans didn't even get that tonight. They got a touchdown early. That was it. But they didn't get that. Like, holy crap, we're in this game. We might be able to beat them. Like they didn't get even get that moment. That's a little satisfying. That's a little yeah. satisfying for the bitter person I am. Pour it on if the TCU fans ever find this. I am bitter. I absolutely am bitter. Heck I mean, of a season. Would have been great for college football. Undeniably would have been great for college football.
1: I think if you, at this point, you talk to anyone at TCU, they will be completely and utterly dejected. Yeah, And I yeah. think that's like a small win for Baylor. Well, the, oh, Absolutely. In terms of the last two months that we've had? that's absolutely. We can take all we can get. That's not. Absolutely.
0: Freaking <laughs> Now, here's my final parting question. I was worried, and I know a lot of Baylor fans were, that this would have been the unattainable, the unreachable star. We just talked about how Baylor might never win a national championship in football. Okay? If TCU does that, they hold that over our heads forever. Okay? I know they've already won two, but I said it in my column today. Anytime doesn't you're count. beating anytime you're beating Carnegie Mellon for a national championship, there's some Mickey Mouse ears on that. I'm sorry. There just is. It was 80 years ago. No one was alive. All right. That that doesn't count. Okay. They're more legit than Oklahoma State's, but that doesn't count. Okay. It was always like Baylor and TCU kind of battling for that other stuff, like not the major revenue real championships. I say real in quotations because I'll get some flack for this. But it was like TCU being like, oh, we went to Omaha. We went to the College World Series, Baylor, checkmate. And then we'll be like, we have the best women's college basketball program outside of Connecticut. Like three national championships, get on our level. We got the dynasty. But like at the end of the day, so few of us actually re- like really, really care about that, live and die with that. And then, and then Jackson, we win the national championship in basketball. And that is... That is Tim McGraw in Friday Night Lights. Can you touch that? No, TCU, you can't touch that. You can't. And I was just thinking like this whole month of buildup of like, what will they be like if they win football? I love basketball. I love college basketball. That was one of the most awesome sports moments of my life. But everyone knows football is just a little bit up there. No one can deny that Duke fans would tell you that Kansas fans would tell you that Gonzaga fans might even tell you that football is just a little bit more everywhere else in the country. Yes. And if they had that over us, Jackson, after just one, not even two years of being able to hold the basketball thing over their head. Oh, I would have lost it. I would have lost it. I use this example with Mississippi State. Poor Mississippi State gets their noses rubbed into Ole Miss every year, even though it's somewhat of a competitive rivalry. People know Ole Miss. Not as many people know Mississippi State, right? None of them win national championships. Neither of them do. Finally, 2021, Mississippi State baseball, national champions. They finally have something to hold over Ole Miss. Jackson, do you mind telling me what happened the next year?
1: Uh Ole Miss won the almost baseball
0: won the national championship. Could you imagine if that happened to us? The TCU fans will still try to hold it over, and whatever. It's a great story. It's something we haven't done. Whatever. Oh man, but Cam. if they got to hold that over us, that, there's no
1: coming back from that. That is like what happened to Duke basketball last year. And there's Cam. There's a worst case scenario because Mike Miles is really good. Don't do it. And if don't TCU wins basketball, do that's worse than TCU don't winning football. Because then do we it. don't have any sports left.
0: Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Don't you dare do it to me.
1: Anybody could win this conference. I was
0: more offended to I to TCU in basketball than I was in football. Jackson? Cam? We can find you at InsideTheBears.com. Sports you Illustrated can. Company. You can find me there as well. Jackson actually just wrote an excellent article speaking of Baylor basketball, kind of dissecting all their defensive problems. I wish we could talk a little bit more about that because I actually learned something from it, Jackson. Actually learned something from your writing. I'm just kidding. You're a Great writer. Um, but it's it hasn't always been easy at times to just pinpoint like the one or two things that is an easy fix for Baylor basketball. Jackson broke it down very nicely. We're going to have coverage all season long, of course, on Inside the Bears, including this week as the Bears take on West Virginia Mountaineers. But more importantly, our, yours, mine, our Georgia Bulldogs, national champions, Georgia, a.k.a. not TCU Bulldogs. That's Jackson Posey. I'm Cam Stewart. Drake Trolls back tomorrow. You have been listening to Locked on Failure.